You're listening to the Just Giants podcast with Grump and the Cranky Fan. Be sure to listen for free on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Podbean. Welcome back to Just Giants with Grump, but without the cranky fan. He chose the Knicks tonight, and I can't say that I blame him. Uh, but it's time to check in on the pulse of the fan base. It's time for a midseason review, and joining me today is a very special guest from New York Revival, and I will never, ever be as good as Eli at giving introductions. But with me tonight is the one and only Mr. Glass Hatful, Mr. Spiro. Buddy, thank you for joining me when my co-host wouldn't. <laughs> hey, hey! You know, it, 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 he picked the right the right choice. The Knicks are up big. I, I don't blame him for going to Madison Square Garden, man. I love that place. So, um, but me and you get to chop it up. And thanks for having me, my man. My man, it's like I haven't talked to you in a long time. I feel like so it's good to be here. Yeah, I I, I do think we we were just kind of like talking before. I do think the last time I know for a fact the last time I saw you was in the middle of the season last year, right? Yes. Yes. We did. I didn't yeah. see you at training camp this year at all, right? No, no. We we missed each other at training camp. Um, I think you caught me while I was slugging back twenty one beers for my if the Giants win challenge, um, for the first home game. I'm pretty sure that was it. And uh, yeah, it it was a, it was different vibes back then, huh? It was much different vibes than what we're feeling right now. But we're here now. I'm here to talk shop with you. I'm I'm excited. Um, as excited as I can be for a two and seven football team. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, but so wait, wait. You, you had to you had to sling back twenty one beers because the Giants won the week yes. before, right? So and that yeah. went well, right? Like you took down all twenty one. But we were walking into the stadium when I saw you, so you were probably like fifteen deep at that point, give or, or less. Take, give or take. I was probably around like twelve, give or take. Okay. I ended up finishing my twenty first when I got back. You know, later on that night, <laughs> it was a long day. It was, but I made it through. Um, I made it through, and I didn't black out even. I, I, you know what? It was a successful day. Um, I was feeling great. I think we won the game, too, on top of it. I, <laughs> I, so I, said, I said I had to drink a, a beer for every point that the, the Giants scored, and I believe it was the Titans game. So we scored 21 points, and, you know, I'm a man of my word. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did it, man. I did it. Yeah, you got so screwed. If that were like a Sunday night game, twenty-one oh. beers is nothing. You you could have done that all day, perfect. and then you you wouldn't have remembered the game still. But it was rough when I got in the stadium. I was at like seven sixteen, and you could start hearing the slurring in my voice because <laughs> I had to, I had to show a video for every time I slung back a beer. And I was like, never right, sixteen. So, yeah, that's how you were feeling then. Uh, why don't you tell me how you're feeling now? This is post-Las Vegas Raiders. This yeah. is post-Daniel Jones news. This is Evan Neal on crutches. Give, give, yeah. give, I, I, how, how you doing? How you feeling? The vibes, you know, it, I know my name is, is Mr. Glass Half Full. It, it's, it is barely half full at this point, man. It is, it's like I'm slinging back beers in misery now, not happiness. Um, you're try, just trying to get through the weeks. It's going to be a long final eight games dude and we were talking i i had hope man i had hope all the way even even last week there was a glimmer i'm like maybe daniel jones is his last stand like maybe he'll 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 learn from being on the bench he'll come back stronger he'll see see what tyrod did and he'll be better for it like i I even had the hope then and um you know once 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 he went down with the knee injury i'm just like all right now i could cleanse myself of this I, i i have now 
no longer get angry over the losses. I, I've accepted that this season is just cursed. It's lost. You know, um, he, he, Ryan Dunleavy came out with the tweet the other day, like the list of injuries to big time players and just like us putting these players back when they're not fully healthy and this and that and bad coaching decisions. None of this was here last year. And now it's just all crashing down on us, man. Perfect storm type stuff. And, uh, you know, it's good. It's going to be a tough sled, tough sledding for the rest of the team for Dable going forward for the last eight games, man. It's going to be tough to watch, but Hey, this is where you learn, you know, you find out where your leaders are, you find out where your core players are and you find out if these coaches got it, man. Like, cause you get coaching these got these veterans through the last eight games of the season. That's going to take some balls. It's going to take some, some guts. You know, it's going to have to keep people in check. You know, Xavier McKinney's already flying off the rails. So good luck, Dable. Good luck. Someone told me a story one time uh, about a guy. He watched a homeless man take his shit in a McDonald's bag. <laughs> And then, you know, I thought that was yeah. like the punchline too. And then he watched mm -hmm. a random person walking by step in the bag. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's Look, about right? the Giants 2023 season, that's how I feel right now. <laughs> I am that person walking by, seen. minding my own business, trying yep. to be happy. Yep. <laughs> and Just minding your normal day. The moment I step on that bag is the Cowboys game. Oh, God, it was so early. So early. And that's what he knew, right? Like. 40 nothing. It you wasn't know, like, like a heartbreaker. It wasn't it was a right uh from the kickoff blowout. It was it, it, well, yeah, it was just like a total letdown and it, and that's what this whole season's been, right? It's been the epitome of the whole season. It, a little microcosm of the whole season. That one game is just like a slow death like the whole time it's like a train wreck you can see coming from a mile away. And the train wreck finally happened on, on when Daniel Jones just tore his knee to end everything, right? So like, it's it, so it's not like I'm not that angry because we're we're we were two and seven. Like it's not like we were like up and down roller coaster season. Some frustrating things happened. We won a game. We lost a game. No, it's been just you know hit after hit, bad, bad loss after bad loss, bad decision after bad decision. Uh, and you kind of just knew, man. Forty to nothing that first game. The the 49ers game. I felt like we were kind of in that one, but like it, nothing was going right. It just the 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 Bills game, the the like just stupid decision after stupid decision. It's so fust. It's been frustrating. It's been angry. Like I've been angry a lot, and now again, like I said, it, it's the levels of grief. Um, now I've moved to acceptance, to where nothing can hurt me now. Nothing can hurt me. My heart's already broken. Now I'm, I'm looking. I'm like looking towards the future. Like what can Dable do? Can Dable coach? It's weird because I want Dable to coach a couple wins out of this group just to know that he's still like, uh, he's still got it. But at the same time, you know, every, every win now is, is kind of detrimental to what the long-term goal is, is to find that next guy. And, you know, we'll get into the Daniel Jones talk, but like what better way this, I, I liken it to, and I'm not sure how, I don't know how old you are, but like, I don't know if you remember the, Tim Duncan's uh, season where he got drafted, you know, David Robinson went down six games into the season. Popovich was right there. And it was just like that perfect, like the, the Spurs are bad at the perfect time to get Tim Duncan and pair him up a pop. And everything just fell into place after that. And you just hope that we were bad at the 
we've been bad for a long time but hopefully this is the right season. this is the one <laughs> this is the one because we weren't we weren't bad in the herbert season we just like missed out on a couple other guys like hopefully this is the one where caleb or or drake whatever whatever your guy is hopefully this is the one that we are bad for that we get our franchise guy finally and um you know end this this quarterback talk because i was talking about it with my guys on my podcast like going back to the phil sims days to the Eli Manning days, to the Daniel Jones days, we've always had like decent quarterbacks, and you can think of what whatever you think about Daniel Jones, but like our fan base has always been split on every single quarterback that we have, even when they're winning, losing, indifferent. Like we have never been aligned because we never really had a top three, no doubt, like Mahomes ish, Herbert ish, you know, Josh Allen ish kind of guy, to where we could all align on and just be like, all right, this guy's good. We all know he's good. Let's talk about something else. And I hope we can finally get that guy that can galvanize this tortured fan base of ours where we just go to Twitter war every single day. That is so that confused. is that is living up to your name, man. That is that is Mr. <laughs> Half Full way to close that out. I'm trying, I'm trying. I'm grasping at straws here. <laughs> uh no, but I follow you. Uh it's sort of like I forget the team. There was a team that fell apart. And then they just kind of like tanked the Andrew yeah. Luck junior year. Yes. And yes. then he didn't come out. Yep. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. I forget who it was though. You're right. I, I, I don't remember who it was, but some team fell. I, I want to say it might have been like Kansas City or something like yep. that. But uh, so you mentioned the coaching like multiple times. I want to know. Like, so we're, we're right here at the mid section of the season, as, as middle as you can make an odd numbered uh, game right. season. Um, you know, the pl- everyone listening to this knows the deal with like the players, but I, I want to know what you think. Like, so mm. let's start with let's just start with from top down. Let's start with Dable. Overall, mm-hmm. you know, through the summer and then into this year, how have you felt? Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm still on the Dable train, man. Like, I still, I still dab for Dable, man. Like, he's, I think he's still my guy. There's been some like little chinks in the armor right now, like throughout the season that kind of have pissed me off, like the. And I don't blame the Bills game, the time management thing on him. I think that a veteran like Tyrod Taylor knew that there's always a run pass play call and he 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 changed the run. And, you know, there's been blow-ups on the sideline, but there was blow-ups on the sideline last year. Like, he's a fiery guy. This is Dable. There's been some time management things that have annoyed me, slight things here and there. But, you know, I still believe that he is the guy He and, and he is the person that is going to lead us out of this. He's still the coach of the year that was there last year. Um, I just think everything around him has gone, you know, falling apart, got the shit. So, like, I'm still riding with Dable, and I think that when he, when he took over play calling, things kind of got better with Tyrod for a second there. Um, and I, 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 I do wonder if he's going to just take that and stay with it going forward because um, I would like that to be the case. He is a play caller. He, he was good at it. In Buffalo, he's gonna be. He was good at it here, so I hope he stays with that. I still ride with Dable, man. He's still my guy. Um, All right, so so we, you, you, yeah. you Well, uh, uh, I'd rather let's let's veer towards Mike Kafka since you mentioned Kafka. all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think Kafka. I think he's a. I think he's a smart guy. I think Kafka's a very smart guy. Passing game coordinator. He could. He he will create plays. He, he's creative. Um. I don't know if he's a great play caller yet, to be honest with you. I, th- I feel like sometimes he just doesn't have a, the pulse of the game. And he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't have a good feel 
um and maybe that comes over time but like it's been now a year and a half well let, let me of, ask you when you say that that's that's an yeah. interesting way do you feel like he lacks some kind of urgency yeah yeah, yeah no, that's no, how i feel i also feel yeah, like um like i feel like they come into it with a set game plan and i might not always agree with that and that's fine but i feel yeah. like every football game right and i hang with me here every football game has that moment where you have to pivot and it feels mm-hmm. like we make that pivot point coming out of halftime every single time like yeah why are we right. waiting that fucking long right 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 100 percent. and that's that that was my number one it, it, it just took so long even last year to get out of the gates it, it, it like the offense feel like it didn't start going until later on in the season like from a season standpoint, it took a long time. From in game, it takes a long time. His adjustments—he's a smart guy, but he doesn't have that feel, you know. And then we, like you, I think we're in agreement there. Um, like, like go for the throat and like make call a deep bomb when when, you, when it's there. Surprise people, like do something off the cuff. And Dable, I think, has that, whereas Kafka Kafka doesn't. And I also think Kafka's not going to be here next year, in my opinion. I think he, the Northwestern job is still kind of open for him. Right. I was going to say, you, you definitely guy. think it's Northwestern, not another yeah, NFL yeah, job, yeah. right? No, no. No, I don't think NFL. I think Northwest it's, it's Northwestern or he's back here. That's the way I see it. I don't think he's done enough to garner another coaching position. Like, he's not going to get a promotion off of what he's done here this year. You know, last year maybe, but this year it's kind of like falling back. I think it's Northwestern or bust for Kafka. And I want to see more out of him. I think he's very smart. He's part of the game plan, but. Man, he's not aggressive enough, in my opinion. The Northwestern job is going to be interesting because, in my opinion, you know, everything you said, I, I think I agree with. And I, I think it just comes down to just being inexperienced. He's super young. He's only like a year sure. older than me or something like that. For sure. Absolutely. Um, and, and what's interesting is that I, I agree with you. I do think that Northwestern is probably his destination next year. And if it's not that, it's staying here or maybe he's just, you know, they just split ways. But Right. Going to Northwestern comes with this whole other element of he's never mm. been in anything more than an offensive coordinator. Now he's got to be a head coach and do yeah. recruiting at a yeah, at a school it's... that has an extreme academic standard in the Big mm-hmm. Ten. That's going to be really really difficult, and he's going to come in there with the bravado and like to live up to some standard. I, I don't think he's going to be able to live up to. You might not be wrong on that. You might not be wrong. I, it, it just I was connecting dots obviously because it, it seemed obvious, but. It's it's gonna be a massive undertaking. I think, and in, in hearing him speak and talk in press conferences, I think he's a very well spoken, very smart guy. I think he could handle it. He is very green though, like you said, like that. I don't know if he's got the chops to, you know, he better bring some NFL coaches with him or some some talented older dudes um, to help him recruit, help him get through, like on the defensive side especially. Um, you know, it, it would like a, an, an AP kind of guy, like, like, uh, Herm Edwards at it, uh, at, uh, Arizona state, but like, I don't know. You're right. I, it, it might be a little too early for him, but from a program that's starting from scratch and like for starting from what, what the downfall was, like the, the bad stuff that happened over there, what better guy to bring in than like, you're one of your own, a former NFL guy, you know, to kind of like rally the troops. I think that's the way I see it. So. I don't know. Could be wrong. No, no I agree with you. I get. It, I, it, it might be too early, though. You're right. Um, and and let's talk a little bit about Wink Martindale. His defense yeah. been his, I, I would say, is the more interesting thing to talk about because it's mm. been all over the place this year. So what do you right. think? What what have you been feeling about Wink this year versus last year? Uh, you know, <clears throat> Wink, 
you know, he's dealing with a very young secondary, young defense in general for, in a lot of spots. Um, I, they were coming into their own, obviously, before the Raiders game. I, I, I truly think that this defense was going to be fine going forward. And had they kept Leonard Williams, I think that they would have been a very good defense whole, the whole way through. Um, now it's almost like they, you took the air out of, out of this, the, the sails when, when DJ went down. When, even when DJ went back into the game, I feel like, like they, they, the team rallied around Tyrod. And for better or worse, I feel like they played tougher. They played a, a little bit more, they had a little more pep in their step. Defense was playing more aggressive. But now that, you know, once DJ came in, they saw the same kind of thing. And almost like you saw them just get deflated right away. And now you have McKinney saying saying stuff about, you know, and that was directed, I, I feel like, directly at Wake because he was saying, we're seeing things, and I'm telling – who would he be telling, obviously, other than, than Wink, that he wanted to uh, change some stuff up and he wasn't being heard. Clearly, McKinney and Wink have never been on the same page. I feel like since day one, they took the green dot away from him, kind of took some leadership ability away from him, like – made him do less things around the football field. And they've been at odds, I feel like, since day one. And now it's coming to a head because there's no contract. He feels like his foot's out the door already. And he's talking a lot of shit. And to me, it's rubbing me the wrong way. I am, again, still Wink. I'm on Wink's team. He's my tank commander, man. I ride or die with with, with Wink. Um, I think he's gotten what we're seeing out of Kayvon is great. What we're seeing out of Dex is great. Okereke, McFadden, you know, Banks. These are there's a lot of young players doing very well. And I just like that it, it I do like that it's just McKinney that's saying this. It seems like a guy that's already had his foot out the door and nobody else is kind of like backing him. So it's like, all right, you're out on your own here. You go do your thing. You're probably not part of the plan next year. Um, but I think Wing's still a guy and he's a lifer. I think he's a defensive coordinator lifer for for from now till whenever. I don't see him getting a head coaching job. So I see him back, part of the answer, not part of the problem. So I, I think that's interesting. I think based on my assessment of the defense this year is that like, so they've had issues getting things started this year. I, they started, uh, the Dallas game was a total wash from front to back. Oh, yeah, It was playing was in pouring rain and it sucked. Right. The Arizona game, first two quarters were a goddamn mess. But uh-huh. they've been the aspect of the team that's been keeping them even remotely competitive, right? I mean, like, sure. yeah, they rallied around Tyrod, and he moved the offense better, and no one's going to debate that, but he didn't move it well. Um, well, yeah, right. Um, they're also far more healthy than the offense has been. Mm-hmm. Um, but even with, like, a rookie corner, you know, like you said, they're a really young secondary. It's a really young team. It's a really young 53-man roster. But they've yeah. not lo- looked really bad outside. Like, their worst games were that 49ers game, which also was a short week. Um, mm-hmm. And really, and they played. It, they played tough that game too. Until I agree, before. man. I, yeah. I, I so you said that like you thought that they were like somewhat. And I agree with you. I think that they were yeah. somewhat in that game. And if you take out the missed tackling, you could say that had it Absolutely. not been for the offense, they could have actually won that game. Yeah, I I agree with you on that. I do think that they were in that. And, and also the 49ers are just really good. Like, it's okay yeah. to look like <laughs> shit against a good team right. time to time. That was a healthy 49ers team at the time too. <laughs> um. And Vegas. I, I think Vegas was the yes. other game. They looked really bad. And I think that they just gave up. I, yes. I, I don't think that they actively gave up. But, I, I mean, I think that there was – I agree with you. I think there was a trickle of events starting with the Leonard Williams trade. Mm-hmm. And then you – know, and, and I'm not saying I disagree with any of these things. I do think that there is a cause and effect, though, and there's pros and cons to doing things. I think that 
the 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 cascade of events from Leonard Williams being traded to Daniel Jones it, first three throws looking like a child <laughs> through them and then yeah. and then after that you have he tore his ACL. I mean, at yeah, that point, just, I think everyone right. had the exact same feeling. Oh, everyone just is like, well, mm-hmm. and, and I, do? yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, you know, I, I agree with you. I, I, I don't. Nothing that Xavier McKinney said sits well with me. I do know that it's also like a two-line thing he said in a very long. You know, quote. Um, But I agree with you. It's also it's not the first stupid thing he said, and he is Mm -hmm. supposed to be a captain. Um, Right. So (laughs) I don't really. I I said this on my show before. Like Evan Neal had that stupid quote earlier this year. Um, I can almost forgive Evan Neal because he's a second year player. I hate that question too. Like this dude has just had a universally a a, a casual someone who does my mother could watch that game be like i don't think he played very well everyone knows why are you asking him how he feels we know how he feels dude i i can see it on his face like i don't need him to answer that but he's also a trained professional whatever but xavier mckinney is a step above that he's a captain he's supposed to be the eli manning at the microphone blaming himself first mm-hmm. and then everyone mm-hmm. else gets a pass i understand he's trying to communicate things i think he also realized he said something stupid and was walking it back but i agree with you i think that the green dot thing is definitely a thing i think that he's a i think that he can work in wink's defense but i think that he's a much more solid and comfortable fit in something like patrick graham's defense right, I, right. I, i'm not saying he's not a fit but I do think that no, I know what you mean. he himself felt more comfortable in that kind of scheme where it was more opportunistic and it was more too high and that sort of thing. Yep. Um, yep. I'm. Wh- what did you think of the Williams trade? I'm actually interested. I think that was a, a very smart move. A very smart move for a guy. It was expiring contract. A guy that still had he had production on his tape this year. Um, I think if they had a chance to really trade a Dory, they would have done it with a Dory, but nobody was interested. Adori, I, I got to be honest with you, has been one of the most disappointing players on this year's team for me, man. I thought he had at least one more good year left. He's been fairly healthy all season, and it, it feels like every game he's the one that's getting picked on. Not not our rookie Tay Banks, but but Adori Jackson. So I think that people with you know saw his salary and backed away from him. But like I think if if they they tried to probably trade him too, um. So I I think ultimately the Leo trade getting a second. And a fifth, and I know you're paying up, paying down a salary to get that second. Smart move, man. Smart move for a team that might be needing that that second to trade up, um, especially you know in this situation. I think we, we what did we we were pissed when Gettleman traded a third and a fifth for him. That's right. How many years ago? Well, there's, there's ago, so there's a money element in here too, right? Yeah. So like obviously yeah. the picks, well, not obviously. I'm, I'm I'm glad we're in agreement there that this was the right move. Yeah. But th- they did have to eat a lot of the contract for, for sure. this. Um, but I still think that's the right move, right? I mean, the money is money temporary. Anyway. Yes. Right. <laughs> right. Um, I, everyone just saw my Zoom warning that I've we've got about ten minutes remaining <laughs> here. So, but we did cover everything on defense that I wanted to talk about on yeah. offense. Uh. We talked a lot about the coaching, and I do think that injuries and scheme comprise a majority of our offensive woes this year. I think right. a, a third aspect that people don't want to recognize or acknowledge, or because it is, it sounds like an excuse, but this is also year two of a rebuild. Uh, yes. I, in my opinion here, now I, I want to know your thoughts on this. There are two mm-hmm. things else that happened. Daniel Jones clearly regressed, and in my opinion, it started with pocket movement. Um, yes. 
I think that they took an approach this offseason that their first step in improving the team, and this could be based on what happened last year or just the philosophy. I'm not going to make that mm-hmm. judgment, but it was to get weapons. They had, they did, there wasn't enough money or, or draft picks to get weapons and O-line depth. So they chose weapons. And the worst series of events happened after yeah. that. The only thing that yeah. couldn't happen after that happened. Um, I don't know. How do you feel? Is there some other aspect that you think I'm missing between you know some of the play calling and, and so on from there? No. Listen, you, you nailed it kind of. Andrew Thomas couldn't – we couldn't afford to lose Andrew Thomas. And, and we couldn't – the second guy we couldn't afford to lose was Saquon Barkley. And I was all for how they treated the Saquon Barkley thing. I don't think – me too. In a long-term scheme, you should be focusing around a running back long-term. And I think they're trying to move away from that by getting these playmakers, by getting the Wallers, the Paris Gambles. You know, you had Wandell coming back. But you lost a, a, a guy in Andrew Thomas that you could not afford to lose on a questionable offensive line. Then you lose your rookie center who was playing okay. Um, Neal's had his issues. He's not gotten better at all. And that all factors into the scheme, man. Like Because, again... At the beginning of last year, we couldn't do anything, but our offensive line got to the point where at least it was serviceable. And we st- we started catching guys off off, off uh, guard with our, our scheming, short throws, you know, bootlegged. The tape was out on that now. You can't run that, that same offense back year two, you know? You know? Um, so everybody's pressing up. Nobody's getting fooled by anything. Daniel Jones is, is – it, it, the, lo- the offensive line is way worse. Daniel Jones is not fooling anybody on these runs. Um, it was just a, a, a perfect storm of bad stuff that happened. And, and then now you have Waller out, you had Barkley out the, nobody was on a really the same page. And it, you know, it just, listen, you also faced two out of three, one of the two out of three best defenses with Dallas and 49ers, you know, right out of the gate. And that kind of just blew up everything. And then, you know, when Andrew Thomas goes down, it just all snowballed. It I do think that, the, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think another thing is that I, I think there's some sort of shock factor. Like, I yes. think that... They were so blown out of the water. I, yeah, and I, I think that if the Dallas game was... Compa- Let's just say it didn't rain that day, and that game yep. was something like 40 to... Let's even be modern. Let's just say 40 to 20. Not a close game, but, like, they scored points, let's say, for one half yeah. of football it was close. I don't think that those first two quarters in Arizona go the same way. Right? I agree. And I think because you have the six straight quarters in reality, I think that – and then that just pours right into San Francisco on a That's short exactly. week. I think it all fell apart. But, I mean, yeah. I don't want to make excuses. No, they, um, they're bad. They're still bad. They're bad. Yeah, um, like it, it, I even think like that field – it all came off that first drive. Like literally, mm-hmm. if Gano hits that field goal, there's different vibes in the whole game. Like the, it, it just – from that moment on, it just snowballed everything – and even into the Seattle game, and then I feel like they start to tr- turn it around slightly with the Miami game. I agree. Again, some better vibes back. They start throwing the ball down the field a little bit more. Then Daniel Jones gets hurt, right. you know, and then you know you have to start fresh with, with Tyrod, and he starts getting a little juice going. Then he gets hurt in the Jets game. It's just like if you, they couldn't gain any traction, and it just a snowball to the point to the Raiders game at this point. Now it's, it's just, but it was just bad. It, Daniel Jones was seeing ghosts. And I think that was his biggest issue. Like he was, his internal clock was literally like one second. Yeah, he had no trust in that line, and he double pump and and it every it exasperated everything because every time there's an open play, he was dodging out of the out of the pocket early, and it just all worked off each other. It, we got on him for every miss, 
like every miss, but like he was getting killed every play, so it kind of like worked off each other. So. But but there was clearly a regression there because 100%. the one thing the one thing that you could have said coming out of college and and was a continuing theme about Daniel Jones, he was his internal clock was too slow for a long right. time. He was not yeah. feeling pressure. He was Looking fumbling. Here. Yeah. Yep. So you know. Really quickly, because I don't think that this is going to need all, a big talk. Uh, special teams. Hmm. Fire McGahee. Fire McGahee. All right. Into the sun, bro. Into the sun. Um, they got to start completely fresh. And that unit. I mean, Gano is hurt. Bring back Gano. Only okay. sell. You know what? Sorry. I was 100% wrong on Jamie Gunn. Like, 100% wrong. I wanted him out. I had him buried, dead and buried. And. I'll be honest, he's probably been one of my most surprising Giants uh, uh, this year. He's punted way better than I've seen him do his whole career so far. So the one shining, you know... The uh, specialists themselves. Yeah, right, right. I'm so shocked that, you know, know, again, Ganoa back. And Jamie Gillen is is a part of this future, I think, now. It's it's funny to say that because I had him off the team, you know? So good for him. At least that, that's interesting. I, so, I mean, I'm with you on McGahee. And I know that they feel he's respected or whatever, but I do think that it's, sure. he's been here for like a million years. At a certain point, I mean, look, in Denver, they fired Mike Shanahan. And they, right. they, they just straight up right. said, listen, we just need a change of scenery. Mm-hmm. He went to Washington and absolutely failed. Part of that's Washington. Right. Part of that's Daniel Snyder. But I think that some of it is just that Mike Shanahan got old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like the whole, up. yeah. At one point, you need to shake up. They did. They did. It. You don't even have to go into to Shanahan. They did it with Tom Coughlin. Absolutely. Like, at some point, you just need to shake it up for the because it's not working after so many years. Three years is, I think, a great time frame to like expect some results in. You know, and if you're not getting results at all in that time frame, it's time to make a move, man. Yeah. And but it sucks now. We've had Tom Quinn. We have McGahee. Can we get a good fucking special teams coordinator in here? There's gotta be a, there's gotta be a creative mind out there. It can't Somebody just can. be yeah. I mean, and find a new offensive line coach while you're at it too. That's another one. No, uh, I'm I think Don't I think everyone I think everyone's agreeing with you there. That's a huge huge one. All right, I I super duper appreciate you coming on, man, and, and thanks for dealing with the time constraints of my poor ass not paying for Zoom. <laughs> hey, I'm with you, my man. I'm with you. I hear you, bro. Um. Why don't you plug Fuck your economy, pro- huh? We got we got about a minute and a half. Why don't you plug your show? Yeah, man. Well, so we uh, at New York Revival, me, Eli, and uh, Jeff, uh, El Jefe, and Vibes. We um, do a show every Tuesday night, eight thirty. Um, we have guests on. We have fun. We we poke fun at the Giants. We do all New York sports. Um, Jets involved, Rangers, Knicks, Yankees, Mets. You know it. You know we we like to have fun too. We do entertainment. Um, so we'd love for you guys to come through and, uh, you know, drink beers with us, have fun. And we're going to make light of this end of the season because we need to find something to be happy about. So we're going to bring the, the laughs and, um, bring some jokes and have the, that bar vibe. That's what we bring. So join us eight 30 Tuesday nights, man. We'd like to see everybody there, especially you, uh, get, get your ass over there to our show, get on there so we can have you on and, uh, shoot the shit, man. I miss you. Hell yeah, man! Absolutely, <laughs> I will. I I'll just jump on, and if you guys want to throw me yeah. on in the, in the moment, absolutely. I'll jump on even. But uh, absolutely, 
Thank you oh, so yours, much for bro. joining, man. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much for joining. It was great talking to you. Hopefully, next time we do this, it will be under better circumstances. <laughs> hey, man. Thanks for having me. Maybe we do a live show one of these times. Hell uh, yeah. We, we always have fun. <laughs> I'm into it. All right. All right, buddy. See you guys later. <laughs>